This is Mr. PTO. Welcome back to Echo Meld Radio, the media source for We the People of Main Street. Today's date is September 30th, 2020. Before we get started with today's episode, make sure that you follow the podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Snapchat. Also, hit me up in my email. That's echomeldradio at gmail.com. If you have any podcast requests or questions to support the independent news media, which is Echo Meld Radio, you can do that a number of ways. You can do that through the cash app at dollar sign Echo Meld Radio. You can also do it through the Anchor platform through anchor.fm forward slash Echo Meld Radio forward slash support. If you can't do it monetarily just yet, I definitely understand in these times and definitely in this climate. Please make sure that you share this content with your family, friends, neighbors, colleagues, and church members. Today's title of the episode will be Political Theater. You're focused on the wrong thing. All right, Main Street. I'm supposed to give you a rundown on the debate. For those of you who missed it, as you have heard by now, it was the greatest show on earth. Deaf if you are a fan of political theater. Sorry to say, Main Street, for once, I don't have that much to comment on any of their key points. So, sorry. One thing that did light Twitter up was Trump only paying $750 in taxes federal taxes to be specific in one particular year. I think it was like 2016. Main Street was outraged by such a thing that a billionaire pays so little in taxes. People saying it's not fair, it's not right, not realizing that the government provided these tax loopholes for the rich. A fool would pay more taxes than they should and definitely if they know how to get around it. That's like saying you want to pay more per kilowatt hour on your electric bill when it's time to renew your contract. It's time to focus on how you can lower your taxes that you pay Main Street. All these worries about his tax return, yet you haven't figured out yours, with most of you getting tax breaks on your paychecks, from the cuts in social security tax that you're getting now, which is also putting that liability that was normally on your employer, that liability is now on you. You must be willing to do new things and do the exact opposite of the status quo here in 2020, definitely rolling into 2021. The greatest risk in 2020 is not taking one. Learning the difference between tax avoidance and tax evasion. All right. So earlier on Twitter, I think it was yesterday, actually, I saw a meme talking about uh, Wesley Snipes went to jail for not paying taxes. Then Trump does the same thing. And now he's president. All right. Let me just go ahead and break something down real quick. So Trump did tax avoidance what is the definition of that an action to lessen tax liability and maximize after tax income wesley snipes 
allegedly, I'm going to use that word allegedly, was accused of tax evasion. What's the definition of that? The failure to pay or deliberate underpayment of tax. I found that on irs.gov. Just so you understand where I got those uh, meanings. Things like knowing such a difference in these terms will help you pay less taxes legally. All right, let me just go ahead and throw this disclaimer. What you're about to hear next is not financial advice, but will be my opinion based on my personal experience or the experience of others in the Echo Mail network. Contact your licensed or certified financial planner before attempting anything that is said in this episode. Mr. PTO does not guarantee that you will make money lose money, or stay the same. With that being said, since we're about to transition into how you can lower your taxes, and this was um, actually a request from one of my listeners, uh, KJ Dunn, shout out to you, because I know that you are self-employed and you are looking to lower your taxes and you're just trying to understand how some small things that you can do that may actually help you out and definitely help out the rest of the echo mail network so i'm going to take a quick commercial break i'll be back in 60 seconds or less and i'll drop that news on you here in a few All right, fam. So I'm going to go ahead and give you a couple of things that may can help you for those of you that are employed and self-employed. In all honesty, I'm just trying to plant a seed in your head and you're really going to have to go out and seek other ways of finding the best route for you to lower your taxes. But all of you, every last one of you that's listening to this episode you should be interested in doing that definitely in this climate that we're in now all right so number one which is something that a lot of you already have but you may not realize what you were doing the traditional 401k now the traditional 401k can be used to lower your taxable income so let's just say that if you're making fifty thousand dollars a year and you put 10,000 into your contributions, you will only be taxed on the $40,000 as taxable income. Meaning you just gave yourself a 20% tax break. Yeah, ain't that great for something that most of you are probably already doing. Yes, you can give yourself a pretty big tax break. Pretty big one. However, remember with this particular product, you will be paying taxes at 59 and a half. So hopefully you will be in a lower tax bracket, but who knows because tax laws can change at any time. Remember now that the U.S. is really pretty low on taxes considering what it has been before. But always remember at some point to to pay for this quote-unquote national debt they're gonna have to raise taxes at some point 
So by the time you turn 59 and a half, it may not be the best of idea, but at least here in the short term, that is how you could make a very uh, dramatic change in how much taxes that you're paying legally and to lower it legally and is actually highly encouraged by your government. Number two, a 457B plan is a pretty good one and it works just like a 401k. But the major advantage in this one is that funds can be taken out before 59 and a half without penalty. On a 401k traditional anyways, they can tag you pretty good. I can't remember what the percentage is. I think it's like a 20% tax or tax penalty for taking it out before 59 and a half. I can't uh, remember right now. So you may want to check your current funds or uh, definitely check with your CPA. They should be able to tell you the exact percentage on that. And usually with 457B plans, I've only heard of one person having this that I know personally, and they work for the government. So um, I don't know if that's just like a, a government thing because everybody else I know they're like what is a 457B plan and honestly I didn't know what that was until about a couple of months ago when this person started working for the government so if you are working for the government maybe on the federal level because this person is working on the federal level I'm not sure if it's available for local and state but See if you can get a 457B plan because it does work like a 401k. And in the event that you need to access some money quickly, you can do it without any extra penalties. That just sounds outstanding to me. Number three. All right, KJ. Now, this one is mainly going to be for you since I know that you're self-employed. An S-Core, not an escort. I know some of y'all probably like, wait, what did he say? An S-Core. An entity that you create that becomes the employer and you become the employee. You will pay yourself some kind of like base salary or just some kind of salary. And try and make sure that it makes sense for your particular business. This one will be a good one for a person like yourself. Or anybody else that is interested in self being self-employed. Business income goes in, expenses comes out, but you will like the distributions that come with an S-Core. The reason why you will like the distributions from the S-Core is that you'll be getting paid from the distributions, meaning it is not subject to Medicare or Social Security tax. Look at your paychecks now. If you're working a nine to five, Social Security tax is the biggest tax, which in my case, Social Security tax is probably 13 to 15 percent of my actual tax overall. Last but not least, depreciating assets. It can be done through real estate if done right you can actually offset some of your taxes with your income almost to a hundred percent 
Now, that depends on your tax bracket. So you will definitely want to give a call to your CPA or your uh, tax professional. Because I know with real estate, there is a way that depreciating um, a house or maybe a piece of land depreciating can actually give you some money back. I have to actually go back over that. I think I've actually done a, a podcast over that and I have to find out which one that was. But yeah, you can actually make money whether the economy is going up or down in real estate with a depreciating asset like a rental home or you renting apartments. Um, all right, let me again take another break. And yes, I know it does seem like it's been a lot, but I really only focused on one thing out of the debate, which is tax. Essentially, I'm going to talk about another particular thing that came up that a lot of people were talking about on Twitter. I'm going to address this here after this next break. So make sure that you tune in to see what I'm going to talk about next. All right, Main Street. And I'm sorry, you know, I've got to take a couple of breaks here because this, even though I'm really only going to be talking about two particular subjects, I'm trying to unpack a lot. And definitely with that tax one where I tried to explain a few things that you can do today to help you lower your taxes. So this is going to be a little bit longer than usual. I know most of the time I try and keep most episodes around. 10 to 12 minutes. I think this one will probably go around pretty close to 20, maybe even longer. But I'll try and get through this quickly for you. All right. So another thing, topic number two that came up that was pretty big on Twitter was race. Primarily the question of do you condemn white supremacist groups or I'm sorry, white supremacist and militia groups? When the Proud Boys are mentioned, uh, you you heard President Trump say, stand back and stand by. Something like that. Now, this triggered a lot of people into a cyber civil war. I mean, that joker jumped off. Like You had all type of cyber nukes just going off and people tearing each other down and if you could be killed via tweets, ah oh man, it would have just been a, a slaughtering of, of of no other if you could die via tweets. But meanwhile, back at the ranch, 28,000 employees will be shown the door after years of hard work at Disney. I know, folks. Just bear with me. I know. I was saying I was talking about race. Just bear with me real quick. Also, 50,000 jobs within, oh, if I have to say within the next 20 minutes of me making this particular episode, 50,000 jobs will be cut at the airport through various companies. So what is my point? Trump not denouncing or condemning white supremacy groups or militia groups 
or Biden, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. A lot of people didn't hear that. I noticed when I've said that to people, nobody has heard Biden say, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. I don't know how y'all are missing that because I heard that two months ago, but whatever. Just know that this is antics by both sides, but they have proven that they don't have your best interests, at least on a social level. What I need you to do Main Street, definitely for those of you that are in the Echo Mail Network, which if you're listening to this, you are. Stop worrying about who is racist or not and work on being a better you. Both of these men will have what they need off of your expense. So why fight your community that you'll need if you haven't already needed to use them? Some of you already have had to move back home with mama, dad, auntie, uncle, friend, maybe colleague. Some of you have lost your vehicles. Some of you have lost your spouses and your children due to this I'm just go ahead and call it what it is, a depression. People say, oh my gosh, how dare you see depression? It's a recession. No, fool. When you see, you drive down your street and you see a mile-long line for a food bank, I'm sorry, that's a depression. It's no different than in 29. The difference between what happened in 1929 and what's happening in 2020 is people are in their cars and they have air conditioning. That's the only difference. So I'm just going to go ahead and call it a depression. Burning bridges in this climate based off of political parties is the worst idea in the long, sad history of bad ideas. Moral of the story, changing yourself is inevitable. And you know what? I'm going to leave you with a quote that I found earlier today. Some of you may have heard it. Some of you may have not. But listening to this particular quote and maybe even going to go read it. I think kind of sums up the way I've been trying to go through life. I would say for the most part, it's not anything overly religious for some of those some of those people that are like oh i hope he's not gonna say anything about god because i know there's a few of you that's not with that and i get it i get it and and that's fine whatever you do do you but whether you believe in god or not i believe that this particular quote will help you definitely going through the end of 2020 and bringing you into 2021 So this quote goes uh, as this. When I was a young man, I wanted to change the world. I found it was difficult to change the world, so I tried to change my nation. When I found I couldn't change the nation, I began to focus on my town. I couldn't change the town, and as an older man, I tried to change my family. Now... As an old man, I realized the only thing I can change is myself. And suddenly, I realized that if long ago, 
I had changed myself, I could have made an impact on my family. My family and I could have made an impact on our town. Their impact could have changed the nation and I could indeed have changed the world. That was quoted by unknown monk circa 1300 AD. So there you have it, folks. With 2020, you have to work on you. You have to change you. Remember how I was talking about that kaleidoscope a few episodes ago? You've got to fix your kaleidoscope and understand that a lot of things that you're seeing is a kaleidoscope. Not really seeing anything 100% clear. It's through a kaleidoscope. I do want to give a big shout out to one person, though. Um, She actually followed me on Twitter today, and I was not expecting that. And which is actually one of my favorite families, uh, which is uh, Kim Kiyosaki, which is the wife of Robert Kiyosaki, the man that created the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, The Kiyosakis actually are probably one of the bigger mentors that I've had that doesn't know me, but I have quite a few of their books and it's kind of helped me change the way I view money and also life in a worldly aspect. Let me put it that way. So thank you to Kim and Robert Kiyosaki for your books and your rich dad, um, uh, company. Man, that thing is y'all are producing great work and definitely keep up the good episodes on the, on that podcast. I definitely appreciate y'all. All right, folks, y'all have a good night. This went a little bit longer than what I'd like for it to, but I felt that after this debate, which was just a, a dog and pony show, you should have just watched this debate for entertainment purposes. If you felt that you were going to get anything out of it, then unfortunately you kind of lied to yourself. If you are undecided, remember what I just told you, work on yourself. And when you're working on yourself over the next 30 days before it's time to go vote, then hopefully that will reveal to you who you should go vote for. Or maybe you shouldn't vote at all. I don't know. I can't tell you either one. But just continue to work on you, folks. I'll holler at you good people later. Take care of yourselves. Peace.